0: Let me introduce you. It's a good day to have a good day. It's always a good day to have a good day.
1: Thanks for having me,
0: Joe. I'm glad to have you here. <laughs> this is a good friend of mine, Justin B. What's up, world?
2: From uh, everywhere. 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 Originally from Florida. Originally from got Florida. Got sober in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, uh, Tennessee. August 1st, 2016 it was the day I got sober. It was the day uh A man from nashville came and picked me up and brought me to his sober living house and um, that kind of paved the way and kind of changed my life forever Um, the relationships i built in that house uh, among you know a a group of men like-minded trying to do the same thing that i was doing was um is uh, definitely a staple in my recovery and I, i would definitely I would highly recommend it to anybody uh, trying to get sober. Instead of walking the path alone, definitely trying to walk with it with, with like-minded individuals like yourself. Um, and funny fact, like you know, six of us from that house are still still tight today. Um, moved down here to Columbia, Tennessee, about two years ago. I was about four years sober, and um, met a, a group of guys down here uh, that were heavily involved uh, some work with a program called Fresh Start it's Josh and Billy and then um, Josh is doing his own thing now with GWP Ministries um, which I think is awesome I think the world should know Uh, I think the more resources that are available the better we all are Um, so
0: I'm just going to ask you one question. As a member of the recovery community, do you think that you would have
2: stayed sober had you not gone to sober living? That's a tough question. You know, I think that... So I didn't go to treatment or anything. You know, this time around, I think there's only so much treatment can tell you. You know, there's only, there's just only so much a treatment center is going to do for you. Um, I think it's just a... I think it's the million-dollar question of, you know, have I had enough? I think at that point I did have
0: enough. Um, Okay, so let me me flip that question. Do you think that it greatly increased your chances of success by having
2: a community of people who were doing it? Absolutely. If I were, you know, obviously relapse is not a uh, necessity, but for say relapse did happen. Going to a sober living, being around men trying to do the same thing, Mine. That is always the that would be the first step in the right direction for me. 100, no questions asked. Awesome.
0: Well, as you know, we're we're doing this uh, episode to support GWP Ministries. Uh, I have put together a series of, of testimonies from people who are in our recovery community here in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, people that work the program, the you know, the 12-step programs, and, and have active relationships and are, we're currently sponsoring other people. Uh, I know that you and myself and a number of other people in the community are sponsoring men in these in these programs and in these sober living houses. So it's important that we all, you know, kind of give our two cents as far as what we're trying to do in the community, what we're trying to do in the recovery community, and what we're trying to do to save lives, really, yeah. is, is, is getting a, another resource out there. For people when they
2: when they have had enough mm-hmm. when they are done. Yeah, know, and I think that's a big thing about what they're doing. I mean, they they got the resource. The resource is the house, mm-hmm. a place, a safe place to start this journey. Um, and then you know it's up to the community to kind of rally around you know the individuals that have the the uh, the home. Um, a lot of these things, you know, they're not started with. You know, I mean, we don't all have trust funds sitting around these are things that, you know, we, we've scraped our last pennies, you know, put our families, you know, not in a position to be broke, but we've definitely made things tight mm-hmm. to be able to provide this kind of this kind of outlet. So there's, there's like a lot of ways, you know, to get back, and I think the community should know about those, you know. There's, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, the transportation problems, because what happens is a home comes up like this, and next thing you know, especially down here, it's a lack of resources. So, you know, they're going to have one, one, there's probably one, maybe two organizations that have an outlet like this to go to. So I think it's important for the community to rally around men trying to do this, because in the long run, it does nothing but help the community. It creates an even more safe community. Um, it It puts these men in the right direction uh, to, to become productive members of society, you know, trustworthy individuals, um, and ways to do that would definitely, you know, there's there's all sorts of service opportunities, there's, there's shuttling people back and forth, maybe just to jobs, you know, maybe to uh, 12-step fellowship meetings, to church, um, there's, you know, for business professionals, there's life coaching that can go on, you know. How to how to set up a resume you know a lot of these men haven't had licenses ever in their lives mm-hmm. so so they need guidance you know um, from from people in the community that are you know citizens because ultimately we're trying these men are trying to recreate their lives and become you know outstanding members in the community so mm-hmm. who's not who not to show them how to do that than a productive member of the community itself Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. There's all sorts of other things. You know, as this house start up, uh, like I said, there's not an unlimited resource of funds. Uh, sometimes you're lucky enough to get a grant, uh, but, you know, then again, a lot of this stuff comes from just donations of food, clothing, uh, furniture for the houses, stuff like that. And obviously, you know, as things go on, there's other things to do, you know, charitable donations, stuff like that. But the main thing is really just, you know, food, clothing, home, home stuff, um, you know, transportation, anything that, that someone can, you know, just maybe spare a Sunday afternoon and say, hey, I want to be part of this solution, also. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be part of this 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 fellowship, growing in our community. Absolutely. Well, and we're going to talk about that when
0: I when I talk to Josh. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about ways that people can get involved and ways that people can reach out, for sure. And we're gonna have those resources in the comments and in the description of the video, obviously. There's gonna be links to ways that you can contribute. There's gonna be contact information. If you wanna reach out to the, the founders of PWP, there's gonna be all sorts of resources and ways that people can get involved and in help, for sure. Good, well, it's awesome. So I thank, you. thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming, through. See you, world. <laughs> so, what's up?
1: Oh, my
0: buddy, Nick. <laughs> Seen you, doing? See, see you walk the Seen you walk the path. Yeah. You got some experience. Yeah, a little, bit. a little bit. A little bit. So tell me about, tell me about how you
1: ended up in a, in a sober living house in, in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, did a okay. year in jail. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was out of the state. I was in Michigan for a long time. Uh, my family was still here and I went up there and get off drugs. I thought, um, am gonna, you know, get away from the dope, and if I can't find no dope work, at least it's a difficult thing to do, I won't, I won't do dope, and that worked, it worked. But I very quickly discovered I was an alcoholic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I started drinking, and I just, because it was right there at the store, and uh, I became a, you know, a severe alcoholic, mm. and uh, eventually, eventually, you know, I knew I had warrants, and it was the drinking got so bad, and I was like, well, if I could just go turn myself in, because I can't quit on my if I go turn myself in and be close to my daughter, she lives here. So I went and turned myself, Well, I didn't turn myself in. Kind of just walked around until they got me. <laughs> but like I knew eventually they were gonna get me. so yeah. That's. I mean that was my whole plan, anyways. And uh, they got me. While I was in jail, I heard. Uh, I met up with a woman, young woman that works with recovery Community, Sammy Colombo. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was gonna help me get my driver's license back. She helped me out with that me. That was the beginning. And that was the beginning of it. Totally the beginning of it. One of the original four, right? Yeah, yeah. me, Bobby, Andre, and uh, George. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. we was at their S A house. I was like one of the last ones that got there at that house like that, but yeah. yeah.
0: So tell me, it's how long you're going to cover
1: now? Uh, now, right now, is today, Saturday would be 90 days. Okay. Right? So yep. eight some days.
3: Yeah,
1: okay, so now you got your own apartment. Yeah, I've got my own apartment. Right. Yo, uh, hey, and you're working. I'm working. I've had a great job. Yeah. Bill Cadiz. And you're surrounded by a brotherhood of men. Yeah, I chaired meetings. Yeah, and it's right? I man, if I would have told you,
0: if I would have told you a year ago, like you're going to be in a completely different spot than you've ever been in your life, you're going to feel different about yourself. You're
3: going to have a different understanding about the path and and your calling in life and where you would be at. If I was like, you know, you're going to have an apartment. You're
0: going to have a relationship with your daughter. Yeah. You're gonna feel good about yourself. You're gonna be doing positive things. You're gonna work on your self-esteem. You're gonna be being of service to other people.
1: You would? Would you believe? Probably oh, not. No. You know, I had no idea what I was in jail. I had no idea what I was gonna do. Yeah. When I got out. Right. If I'm being completely honest, I I don't even know if I was convinced I was an alcoholic. <laughs> right. Right. And, and when I got out, I think I just needed a place to go. Keep mm-hmm. all the work in the program. You know, I'm thoroughly. Right, well, it's yeah. funny how that happens. It's
0: <laughs> funny you get a head full of AA yeah, and a yeah. belly full of booze, and all of a sudden yeah, yeah. things become real clear,
1: real well, quick. It became very clear, which is another—you know—I'm I'm about nine days sober now. But before that, I had almost a year and a half. Right, a little over a year and a half. Yeah. And then I thought one day myself I could take a drink and not take another one. Right. And it didn't work. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you're still with us. I'm glad that you came by. Thanks for talking to me.
0: I know Josh appreciates your support. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. All right. So, another testimony from uh, from one of my boys in recovery, guy that I uh, have have had the opportunity to work with personally. Uh, I, I, I am honored to call you my friend, my friend Jody. How
3: y'all
0: doing? I'm gonna let you uh, I'm gonna let you tell us how you ended up in.
3: How did you end up, how did you end up in recovery? Okay, so back about, I've been an addict for going on 30 years, off and on. Well, I just kept relapsing. Uh, I caught a couple DUIs in 2018, 19, 2020, and uh, I got addicted to the heroin real bad. And uh, you know, I went to jail for a year in Russell County, a year in Franklin, and got out. Was out probably, I think, three or four days relapsed, went back to jail for the DUIs. Um, I done four months in Rutherford County. I got out, well, let me back up a minute. Uh, before I went to Rutherford County, I died three times in six days from heroin overdose. I got narcan every time. Well, the last day before I went to jail, I got put on a motorcycle, and uh, I don't remember nothing. I woke up, I was in a book in in Rutherford County. Done four months there, got out, and relapsed in three days. I called 19 halfway households around Tennessee. Could not get in none of them. And my sister called a fresh start and next day they had a bed. I'd come up here and I'd been up for about three days. Been drinking all night. Got here, I smelled like a brewery. You gotta get two bruds. told me to go lay down. Well, I was so bound tired, I slept on the couch, woke up the next morning said Josh and Billy praising the Lord on gospel music, and I thought these people was crazy. So, after about two or three weeks, I started getting real with them. I got baptized after about three weeks, and uh remember the first I man, I went to the friendship house, uh, I thought, you know, these people came to this They can't be sold. You know, <laughs> they was just laughing and cutting up, and, you know, I was always telling you, if you want what they got, do what they do. So, I kind of got the real thing. I got you as a sponsor and I started working my stay-ups. Well, after I started working and doing service work helping others somewhere along the way I realized that's where I went in my life was to help others because everybody helped me that they didn't even know you know and with that being said you know, so I've been cleaned 20th uh, of uh, next month will be six months I'm actually a leader yeah. in one of the recovery houses uh... resident staff I work about seven, or eight, ten hours on a daily basis, and it's really a game changer for me. You know, I can never picture myself going back to the person I was before, you know, because that's just not who I am now. You, know? you
0: listen, I, I can tell you, as somebody who has known you since the day that you walked in, that you are not the same man. I'm sorry. And that's one of the things that I love about recovery, and it's one of the things that I love about the the 12-step programs. Uh, is that it really does change people from the inside out, yes, yeah. Yes. and uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a real honor and a, a privilege to watch you grow and to become the man that you were always meant to be. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing how quickly things can happen when we do a little bit of work on ourselves. Yes,
3: it, it changed drastically. I, I remember when I first got here, I didn't have no clothes, mm. and uh, I
0: remember. I remember you kept trying to get rides to go yes. get something from like
1: Goodwill. Yeah,
3: uh, a guy pulled up. Justin Morgan pulled up, and dude, like forty y'all loaded up the newcomers. He took us and bought us everything we needed: boots, socks, shirts, pants, jackets. And for him to go need to help like that, I knew right then that I wanted to help somebody. Like they helped me, and I put forth that. And I do a lot of service work. I mean, I work around the community.
0: I cook for free. I, mean, I do a lot of things, and just because of the way they treated me when I got here, it's something that I'm gonna do for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's. I know that when I, I know that when I got clean and sober, I, I, being of service and living a life of service was not anything that I had planned for myself. It, it, so right, yeah. it was definitely not. I didn't come to Columbia, Tennessee, and be like, man, how can I help the community? Right. But uh, in doing that, and in, in developing a relationship with God. I realized that God cleaned up the mess that I was, and gave me and put a calling on my heart to carry a message to other people. And uh, you know, I tell people that I feel like I have a debt to pay, that I'm never going to be able to repay for the life that I lived before I got sober. All
3: you can do is take it one day at a time, one
0: Right. So you know, it is. It is. Uh, it's a. It's an honor and a privilege to be a part of other people's recovery and to watch them grow and change and become self-respecting men with self-esteem and self-worth. And, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure to get to know you and to work with you and to watch you grow. So just to clarify, you now are
3: the head of one of the houses, right? Yes. uh resident staff of Party Park. Okay. We just opened up 10 days ago. Okay. And how many guys have you got living there? There's nine there, right?
0: Okay. And so you're the resident staff there. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you went from being, um, heroin junkie that was overdosing yeah, blood to blood being a living example of how and helping other men off the street get clean and soaps? Do, do you think that being in a, re, a sober living home or a recovery program like that where you were able to establish connections and bonds with other men, do you think that that had a great deal to do with your
3: success? It had everything to do with my success yeah. because if I, if I wouldn't have been in one of the recovery houses I wouldn't know how to grow and be more understanding and open-minded about certain situations. You know, in other words, when I was in my addiction, I would have just went person, first and you know, got, got high or it just fell off. You know, right. right now, I, I got tools that can help me in life for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you can continue to walk
0: that path and continue to be an example and be yes, a sir. service. For sure. Well, I appreciate you coming and talking yes, to sir. me, brother. Yes, Definitely. Sir. I love you. Yes, Alright, so it is my great privilege to introduce to y'all my friend LT. Man, how y'all doing? So, just in your own words, how how is it that you became? How is it that you came to be involved in the recovery community in Colombia? In Colombia,
4: um, started off, man. A um, guy named Kevin. um I was with him in Freeman Recovery Center. Um, a guy named Josh Francis was coming down there, um, bringing him cigarettes and dip, We got to talking about God. Josh gave me a job because I needed one. I got to the level at Freeman to where I could work. Josh gave me a job. Um, man, and the rest is history. Josh never gave up on me. He just always stuck with me. Um, the thing is, is uh, man, I, I was doing good, man. I had like a year, probably a year and a half, good year clean. I did it with Suboxone. Um, I was taking. I did it as prescribed. I did everything just perfect. Um, man, I was serious about it. I was on fire. Um, going to church the whole time though. Man, I was. I was feeling convicted because I was on suboxone. But that never really stopped me. It was when I got. At, you know, I got caught with a pistol in the. Uh, um, so I kicked me out of there. Yeah, they kind <laughs> um, of frowned on that when you had a I, gun in a rehab. Oh, it's not good, man. I didn't get a federal charge off that, but lucky enough, I didn't. Um, that's wild, man. That <laughs> did not happen. That's all. So I God, he me. did
0: not have a gun every <laughs> rehab. Never, <laughs> <effort. laughs> never, Not talking about yeah.
4: that. I shouldn't say
0: Anyways, I wasn't. People gonna... need to know that things like that happen. That's
4: right. Um, anyways, um, I got a job. Well. Really, it needs to be in there. We're definitely
0: leaving that in. We're just going to say, so he got caught with a pistol in a treatment facility. Yeah. And that kind of threw things for a loop.
4: Yeah, they, um, I had a really good job. And they kicked me out. So I, I was back home, living at home with my mom, you know what I mean? And that, that in itself was just, um, just annoying. So I was like, you know, I live way out in the country, you know, it's boring and nothing to do. So I thought, you know, I can drink twisted tea. So, you know, that's, <laughs> so I figured, you know. That's the greatest idea I could come up with. So I started just drinking uh, Twisted Tea. Well, luckily enough, I get violent when I'm drinking. So uh, I ended up wound ended up, up back in jail um, with another you know, assault charge, which that sucked. Um, so about 10 days went by, and I think God spoke into my ear, man, just call Josh and just see what happens. It's your only hope. You know, I knew he was doing big things up here in Columbia. You know, you know I know he was doing really good things with a uh, crash start. So I was like, you know what? And I was here before, and I was here before. So you were at Fresh Start before? Yes, sir. Okay, so tell me about that. How uh, that uh, yeah, well, I was here when, um, you know, there was, was only four of us, and um, man, things got hectic. I still couldn't um, follow the rules. I knew that I wanted to be on the MAP program. I knew I wanted to do that. Um, I knew. My I had
0: MAP is medically assisted treatment. Treatment. So that's or, suboxone. Yeah.
4: Okay. Well, um, so. so I knew I knew that's the, that was the right thing for me because I knew when I took the Suboxone, it was going to give my brain time to heal because I couldn't talk. Man, I could barely put out a sentence. I stuttered really bad. Um, my, my thinking was just I overthought everything. I still had trouble doing it, but way not as bad. But anyways, um, so I started buying them, you know, illegally off the street here in
3: Columbia. You know, um, figured out a little spot and, and then where we to get them, and I got them off the street. But after all that. Um, that's when I went, or that's when I went to another recovery center, and I got kicked out of there for the gun. But anyway, um, I'm messing this up. Dude. No,
4: you're good. You're right. good. That was perfect. Anyways, um, so how did you come back to? I, yeah. But anyway, went back. You come up with, I got, so um, got I caught with the boxing. Yeah, I got caught with the Suboxone and got kicked out, and um, I went back. Yeah, that's when I went back home. Whatever. Um, I didn't go back home either. I went, that's when I went. That's when you and... Um, yeah, we took you up to Yeah, you took us up there, dropped me off, and, yeah. you know, I could be on that program, and I could do it that way, and right. get off the... And I could get off the suboxone. Right. And that worked, right? It definitely worked. Um, but, you know, and that's when I got caught with a pistol. I got kicked out of there moved back in with my mom, and uh, got bored, started drinking, went, uh, you know, got aggravated assault, went back to jail... And then like with, the, you know, I knew like 10 days come by, I was like, man, look, call Josh, he'll help you. He ain't never gave up on you. So I called my mom, I had her call Josh. And um, luckily enough, Josh said, I'm on my way. And uh, this was one phone call, he was there. Uh, him and uh, Nick picked me up, bonded me straight out of jail with their own money. It was no fresh start, willingness. I don't even think he even asked anybody to do it. He just, you know, out of love his heart, just came up there and definitely bonded me out of jail. And uh, man, I know when I got out of jail, I still didn't know if I still, I still really didn't know if I wanted to be sober. I know I was still in there. I was acting a clown, um, I really didn't know if I wanted it. So, when I was about to walk up out of there. Well, I walked out of there and I got picked up. I was freezing to death. They picked me back up because I couldn't knock Anyways, and I'm starting to call the same treatment centers that I've done been to a hundred million times and nobody wanted me and I'm thinking, man, and that's when it kicked in, LT, you, uh, you know, fuck up or get out or, you know, you know, do good or get out, man. Stop stop wasting your life. And then I got this little job over here at Timberland, and, uh, man, my life has just been phenomenal ever since. So how long have you been sober now? Uh, right at seven months. Seven months? Yeah, man. Without some boxing? No, yeah, I, I, I took the uh, sublocade shot. Okay. And, uh, man, I took two rounds of that, and I said, you know what? This is do And I just went cold turkey. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, there's no withdrawals. Man, it was a smooth, smooth uh, transfer. And I'm doing great, man. I don't need
1: none of that stuff. So you came back. You got back into
0: a, a sober living house for Ben. Yes, sir. You got off of the Suboxone. You, tra- you transitioned off of the Suboxone. So you're no longer on the medically-assisted treatment. No, I'm not on anything. You're just working the 12 steps of recovery. And you're working with other Ben. And reading about it. Reading the Bible. And you see,
4: got a job. That's for sure. And now you're walking the line. Man I'm walking. And and you're are you resident um, staff at one of the houses? Yes, sir. I'm um I'm resident staff over there at the train station. The the train station. There, man. now, How many guys you got there? Well there's four now, but I've had up to like ten. So, so now you're leading
0: by example and teaching other men what you were taught to walk the path as far as staying sober day at a time doing what you need to do, doing chores, cleaning up after yourselves, giving back to the community, being a service at church. All of the things that you learned through sober living and through living with other men in recovery. Man, right. Shocking. Yeah. Right. Who would have thought? If I would have told you. What did I tell you? I told you like seven months ago, you wanted to quit. You wanted to leave. For and sure. And you did. You, you, you definitely left. You're a big part of my recovery, too. Well, I mean, I mean I'm I'm not, not, that wasn't my but point. point. But what yeah, I told you was... Yeah. What I told you was, give this shit six months. Yeah. Give it six months. What else do you have to lose, LT? You know what's out there. You know what's waiting for you. Right. Give this shit six months. And if you don't, if you aren't happy with what's going on in your life, you can go back to doing what the fuck you were doing. Yeah, I, think so. I think you said you didn't give me the money to get my first drink. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that it. I'm pretty
4: sure That's that not even the thing, man. It's good, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm in the best middle spot that I've been to
0: in, in a long time in my
1: career.
0: You're not the same person yeah. that i met. met. I've got goals, aspirations. Not one of the people that i talked to tonight is the same man that i met when he walked through the door. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the fact that you can sit here and have a conversation and give your testimony for five minutes is
1: miraculous. It is. And it's, and it's a huge testament to how much you've grown
0: and how well you're doing. I appreciate you, know I mean? you letting me do it. No, no, I'm glad that you came by. Thank you for coming. Yes. I really appreciate you. I love you, you Alright, so I, I'm actually pleased to
1: have a, a girl sitting at the table, a woman sitting at the table, rather than all these ragtag heathens that are
0: sitting in my dining room table. So I want to introduce you guys to my friend Leanne. Leanne is definitely an active member of the recovery community. Uh, she definitely attends the the church services that we attend. She definitely goes to, uh, meetings and she definitely is of service to the, to the recovery programs in in our town and in our community. She volunteers her time. She volunteers her time with the women's houses. She volunteers her time at providing transportation. Uh, so I'm going to introduce my friend Leanne and let her tell you all a little bit about herself. How did, you, how did you end up getting involved in the recovery community in Columbia?
5: Okay, so two years ago, approximately, I, I went to jail. When I got out, I became sober. Um, about nine months ago, I called a friend and was like, um, yeah, I need to be more involved. Hmm. So he gives me a day and a time and tells me to show up. So I showed up and um, I never left. Um, in the meantime, I met
0: Josh and yeah. you met Josh and you already knew Billy. <laughs> yes.
5: Billy. Right. Billy's cool. the one who made me show
0: up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. we're going to talk to Billy here in a few. So yeah. you met Josh and you met Billy and Billy got you involved. Josh and Billy got you involved in, in the- Billy
5: got me involved. Josh held me accountable. He, he was always on me about showing up, but, um, I guess in the nine months that I've been coming here, I didn't work a program to get sober, by Mm the way, Um, but I have watched the program save so many people, and I have single-handedly listened to multiple people say Josh Francis saved their life, so I would most definitely, most definitely, highly recommend GWP to anybody who wants to change their life. But noted, you'd have to want to change your life because Josh will hold you accountable, for sure. 100%, 100%. And when you leave the program, you will go to the trap house and get you. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I know that to be true. I know that to it be true. It is very true. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, when, we, when we're talking about saving our lives and, and, and doing the work, like we have to show up. like We have to be participate. We have to be willing to participate and do the work in order to get the results. It's, you know, I tell everybody, people joke with me all the time, but it's like going to the gym. Like, I get out of it what I put in. So, if I go to the gym once a week, I get the results of somebody who goes to the gym once a week. If I go every day, I get the results of somebody who goes every day. Recovery is no different. My spiritual life and my relationship with God are no different.
5: Right. So, go ahead. The reason that I really started going to the program is, I I didn't have a problem staying sober, but I had no friends at all. Mm. And in the nine months that I have been going to the program, like, I have a massive support group. And when I say massive support group, I mean people from this recovery community. When my dad died two weeks ago, they literally paid for a third of his funeral, Mm -hmm. and um, I've not been alone. Period. Mm -hmm. Like at all. Um, So you will most definitely you will gain a family for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely, my recovery Mm -hmm. family is huge.
5: It's bigger. Yeah, I have more Mm -hmm. recovery family than a regular family. For sure. Funny how God works.
0: You would have never thought if I would have told you nine months ago <laughs> that you would be involved in the recovery community, that you would have a
1: huge extended family and friends. Yes. Yeah. So well thank you for coming and talking to us, yeah. man. I love you.